What the If is brought to you by listeners like you, thanks to our Patreon members, patreon.com slash whattheif. Go there now and find out how you can become a member and get all kinds of cool rewards. And thank you for supporting our mission for science education and science fun. Welcome to What the If. Lighter than air edition. I should have had helium. Lighter than air edition. Uh, Gabby, how are you? I am good. I'm good. Prepping for my uh, first thesis committee meeting after I sort of did my like preliminary qualifying thing. So it's a little scary, but I'm feeling well, tentatively okay. No last minute so prep. So. So you're going in front of faculty today? Is something like that? No, it's that it's Monday. Oh. Um, oh. But I have a bunch of practice talks today to like really make sure it's like solid. Um, Matt's advice to me was to get them arguing with each other in the meeting, so then they won't really focus on anything that I have to say because they're too busy bickering <laughs> amongst each other, which I think is actually a pretty good plan. So I'm trying to see that's if I can like good. insert a slide that's going to start a fight or something, and yeah. then I don't have to do as much work. <laughs> that's good. We call that red meat. The rig, oh, yeah. hand up the red meat. Let him, let him, uh, let him chomp all over. Matt is not here uh, this week. Gabby is here from Rockefeller University. Gabby Panicia, and um, Matt is on assignment. Again, we don't know. He doesn't reveal to us what these assignments are. We simply know he's on, he's on assignment, and he may or may not disclose where he went or what he did. Um, but let's just say that if the universe does continue as expected. It's if the universe exists, the existence of the universe continues next week. We can simply say he succeeded, whatever it was. He he resolved the, the issue. Uh, however, we have such an exciting guest uh, this week. I'm super honored and psyched to have with us Joe Scott of Answers with Joe. Joe, how are you? I'm good. How are you? How do, how do, how do you what what is do you say answers with Joe like I know that's the name of your you have a, you have a huge YouTube channel um, millions of listeners um, do you call it answers with Joe or Joe Scott or you also have, you have new channels too so tell uh, us how, how do you self identify so, yeah so technically the the channel is just my name it's just Joe Scott but I always refer to ah. it as answers with Joe because ah. it is kind of weird to just like refer to your own name. Find me at my name, or you know, <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, so there's, um, uh, I, I just tell people to search for answers with Joe, and then there's uh, conversations with Joe, which is the new podcast, and and then there's a there's a the TMI channel, which I I usually go like three or four months between posting anything, and then I'll get into a crazy, you know, ooh, I'll, I'll upload like every day for a couple of days, and then it's a it's it's over, so. Well, by definition, it's too much information, so you have to go. You have to dole it it's, out. It really should be too little information. It should be TLI, because <laughs> I'm posting so rarely on there. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's seasons. so scratchy. It just started as soon as we started talking. Oh, TLI. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Drink more coffee. Um, uh, what was I going to say? So if people want to find you, they should go, they go to YouTube, and they should search for Joe Scott. No, I just say uh, answers with Joe. Like answers I, I tag Joe. all my videos with that, so it'll yeah, it'll come up. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you are for those who don't know, and you should know 
Uh, by the way, I, I am so, Joe, Joe, I'm completely addicted to your channel. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm a pusher. You do you're, exactly. First one's free. I'm an information um, pusher. Yeah. Oh, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. Um, <laughs> you are, I, w I would call you a, uh, you do science and history videos mostly, or you sort of nonfiction. Uh, you know, I call myself a science communicator, but I, I and science. I'm thankful for this. I've not, I've managed to not get too pigeonholed. Um, yeah. there's so many people that started as a whatever channel, just whatever was interesting to them. And then they made like one Tesla video and that's like all they did from that point forward because yeah. <clears throat> they did a Tesla video and it did really well. So they kept doing it. That's, that's how it works. You know, whatever works, you keep doing it. Um, yeah. and, uh, I almost went down that rabbit hole. Uh, I, I mean, I've done plenty of EV videos and Tesla videos and stuff, but, um, I, I mean, it is science communication, but I do definitely dip into history. I dip into just, uh, interesting facts. Really. It's just anything that I find interesting, any rabbit hole that I go down. I'm like, Oh, cool. You know? Um, yeah, I'm really thankful that I've, I've been able to just sort of explore that and not get too locked into anything. And, um, I'm, I'm really thankful that the people who do follow my channel allow me to do that and kind of come along for the ride. Um, because if they didn't, obviously I would be stuck doing the same thing every week. And I know so many YouTubers that got kind of stuck that way. Maybe I, I brought up Tesla a second ago, but it could be anything like they, they, they covered some topic that they were, you know, they thought was interesting. And the next thing you know, it's like, that's what they're doing for years and years and years and they can't get out of it. And, you know, yeah. for anybody that would drive them crazy after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck so. in a rut, stuck in a rut, stuck in a rut, yeah. stuck in a rut. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so I think uh, again, any of our listeners I know would absolutely love your channel. And, uh, I'm sure we already have people here who, who know about you, but if you don't, I think <clears throat> we're similar thing. You know, we did, we do science obviously explicitly, mm -hmm. but, um, we also, um, do science history and then also sometimes we just go off the deep end and do whatever um yeah wackos uh things and so uh gabby would you for those who don't know and joe is new to our show uh so for joe as well how would you uh explain what what if people accidentally um what black hole have people fallen into here what will it, what can they expect yeah so on the show basically we pick an if a sort of what if scenario where we change one thing about the universe and then follow its ramifications out as far as it can possibly go. Um, so what if birds had Wi-Fi? Or what if you could only That's walk good. on your hands? Stupid things like that. Um, but you know, we try to follow them out to their you know, furthest logical conclusion and try not to break the universe too much in the process, but it kind of usually winds up happening anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What, what is the uh, re reductio ad absurdum? Is that the Oh, absolutely. Part? That is Did very get it right? much what we do in the show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Reduction okay. to yeah. absurdism. Go me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I so this Latin. week, oh. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. In fact, I don't know that we've had Latin that often on the show. So uh, <laughs> I, I do appreciate it. So far, it for Latin our, free zone, this show. <laughs> for our ancient Roman A Greek uh, every once listeners. in a while. But, yeah. Greek. <laughs> For our for our listeners from ancient Rome, uh, welcome. <laughs> I'm glad we could re reach out to you. What if they had uh, podcasts in ancient Rome? Oh, that would be great. Uh, by the way, Gabby, it you writes said, itself. <laughs> what if birds had Wi-Fi? Is a good one. Um, I don't know where that one came out of. I think I just like saw a bird outside, and I'm sitting near the router, and I was like, <laughs> "That was it. You reductioed right away." Um, 
So this week we're asking, uh, we asked Joe, um, what's, what's an if you'd like to do? And uh, you said airships. And uh, on his channel, uh, Joe did a, vid a video about um, the Hindenburg and, and the aftermath um, and the world of airships. And so that's what we're tackling today. In fact, we are going to ask, what the if? The Hindenburg never crashed. Uh, it landed successfully. We'll get into this further, but I think that would have been, if I remember from your show, it would have been like the 47th successful landing or something like that. What if it just went on? It was just another day in uh, New Jersey, and uh, everything went on fine. Um, who knows? All the way up to... Uh, to the point where airships continued to fly normally, the industry exploded, and uh, to this day, people are complaining that you know when they get on their giant Graf Zeppelins, they have to wear a mask <laughs> because of COVID. You know? <laughs> um, so, what if the Hindenburg or or, or or Indiana Jones punches them out the window if they don't wear their mask? Yeah. If I remember my movie, I love that clip. No mask. <laughs> It's really good. No I saw that 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 little excerpt in your in your video uh, from uh, Indiana Jones, and I had forgotten about that. It's a bit. It's a classic. Moment. No, what does he say? No ticket. <laughs> no ticket. No ticket. That's my best um, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Get off my plane. That's right, so so you got a point. So the PowerPoint. You got a point exactly. Exactly. Um, so. Uh, by, by the way, we're audio only, so I want you to imagine Joe. First of all, imagine Joe, yeah. period. And then imagine Joe pointing directly in your face. That's important. Yeah. Because all, Joe, all good radio. And then stop visual. imagining. Don't go any further than that. Halt your imagination. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so what if the Hindenburg never crashed? I think, you know, I always, I like to begin with just assuming that there's people in the audience who don't even know what we might think of as the basic fact. I remember as a kid, um, my grandfather once taking me to a planetarium, and the planetarium show was all about uh, Stonehenge. And I remember mm. it was the first time I'd ever heard of Stonehenge, and I just thought I couldn't, I didn't, saw the word on the screen, didn't know how to say it. And I remember afterwards asking him, what is Stonehenge? And he, said, he explained what it was, you know. Uh, and um, uh, I just remember thinking, there's a point where you just don't know. Certain, there's, a, there's a point where you meet something for the first time. So Hindenburg, Joe, what was, what, what the heck is, what's a, what's a Hindenburg, Joe? What's a Hindenburg? Um, well, a Hindenburger. it was a Hindenburger. <laughs> Maybe if they last a little longer, we'd have a, oh, a sandwich too called. Soon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Little too soon. Uh, okay, so, so the Hindenburg was, well, let's just say it was a Nazi airship. Huh? Nice. Can't get away from nice. the fact that there was a giant swastika on this thing, yeah. um, but uh, it was it was was that the Zeppelin company I believe that made that. So so yeah. you know Led Zeppelin. Everybody's heard the word Zeppelin before. Well, Zeppelins were uh, that was the name of the company. It was like uh, I really should have watched Zeppelin. the video and caught myself up before I got on here. Um, no, right. I think it's Graf Zeppelin. Like Graf, Graf yeah. Zeppelin. Yeah, right. Graf Zeppelin. Yeah. 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 So, okay, let's start with this. So um, airships, you got blimps and you got zeppelins. So blimps yeah. are non-rigid structures. So it's when you see the Goodyear blimp, um, it's just it's a balloon, basically. The reason it's tight and it's got that circular, you know, conical shape or whatever, um, that's because um, the air pressure inside is keeping it tight. 
Um, a Zeppelin has a rigid shell around it. It's usually metal or steel or something, but it's got, it's got a shell around and then they have like different ballasts or ballast sets. I believe it's called inside of a, a uh-huh. Zeppelin that, uh, adjust the amount of hydrogen at the time they're using hydrogen today. We would probably use helium. Um, they, they adjust what's inside of it. They adjust the air that comes in and out and it kind of like maintains its buoyancy to keep it go- from going too high up and to get it off the ground and whatnot. Um, so the, the, the Zeppelins were um, kind of the Zeppelin company was in Germany. They were kind of kicking butt at the time. This was the twenties and thirties or so maybe, yeah. maybe into the teens, but I think it was the twenties and when, when it really kind of took off. But um the 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 Hindenburg is not like the Titanic. It wasn't on its maiden voyage. It had been flown for I want to say a couple of years at that point, and it stopped. It gone mm-hmm. all around the world. It was the biggest airship in the world at the time. Um, so I think it might. I don't think it's the biggest one ever. I think there was one after it that was bigger. But uh, but yeah, it it was coming down for a landing in uh, New Jersey. I forget the name of the airfield. Do you remember the name of the airfield? Lake. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll look it up. Lake, uh, yeah. Yeah, one of those lake something. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it was coming down. Um, a spark hit it just right, and uh, it caught fire, blew up spectacularly. It was not the first Zeppelin to go down, but it was the first one that went down in front of some movie cameras. Um, some newsreel people filmed it. Lakehurst, and, uh, sorry, Lake Lake Lakehurst, yeah, uh, there you go. Naval Air Station, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it went down. It was caught by movie cameras. And of course, they didn't really have TV at the time, but they had newsreels before the movies. At the time, you'd go see Gone with the Wind or something, and they would show you a newsreel of what's going on in the day. Um, and so that just made its way around. It was this horrifying spectacle. I forget how many people died. But um, yeah, just that that pretty much alone kind of killed um, lighter so than 30, air travel. Um, the accident caused uh, 35 fatalities. 13 passengers and 22 crewmen of the 97 people on board and one person was killed on the ground. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a total disaster. And in fact, one of the, I mean, <clears throat> we think about it now, unfortunately we have sadly a long history of huge tragedies happening and huge explosive tragedies included uh, happening on live television or in front of mm-hmm. our eyes. Um, but back then, I mean, it's that's not. Yeah, they never seen anything like that. You wouldn't see anything like that, and, it, and it's horrifying even today watching it because it was the camera so close. Yeah, and, and any listeners who have ever heard the term "Oh, the humanity" that that came from that that was that was a, right. a radio broadcaster that was like you know well broadcasting the the event, and he just oh it's just oh it's all into the ground oh the humanity he just like all the emotion yeah. into it. it probably wouldn't quite hear it like that today, but yeah yeah. Um, Gabby, what did, did you, are you familiar with the Hindenburg and did you have any, what, what sort of a question that comes to mind? Um, yeah, I mean, in general, first of all, I'm probably one of the few people my age who's actually even seen a blimp, um, which sounds kind <laughs> uh, of funny, but yeah. there's only like 25 left of them in the world. Yeah. Um, and so for the most part, I know most of the people I know have seen them like only in like GTA 5, the one that you could manage to steal. <laughs> um, I don't know. My personal memory is like I, I used to see like the Goodyear blimp, but I was like, two or three, yeah. so I called it the good night blimp instead. I don't know what good year <laughs> was. I didn't know tires. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting, though, and I guess this is sort of a, an interesting standpoint, right? Because, you know, an airship used to be like a huge 
tactical transportation like advantage, right? It was like the ship of the yeah. air, uh, da da airship. Um, <laughs> but you know, now they're just sort of used for advertising. So it's sort of an interesting shift oh, away yeah. from intended purpose that we retain some sort of nostalgia for it. Um, but we didn't, we didn't really need them anymore. Uh, yeah. became mm, yeah. irregular air travel became a little less, um, incendiary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although interesting. I, I, so a couple of things about that. One, um, it, in, in, because I work in television, I do also know that, uh, um, wasn't just an advertising thing, but it was also a camera platform. So that's why oh, that's cool. um, it, you know, it it was a double value at sports events. Like you see it, so the the um, people at the sports event can look up and see the hovering Goodyear blimp or whatever the blimp is advertising. But it also they can put a camera on it, and you know they could always have a an aerial shot of mm -hmm. the stadium that they could cut to at every commercial. Which like, another another reason that may add further to the decline of airships if that were to happen would be drones take care of that now um you know so uh and drones can even do kind of crazy advertising of their own if you put a bunch of them together they can do crazy displays yeah um so uh um what was what was the last thing you said gabby it was um uh Nostalgia. Oh, it's about incendiary. What I found oh. interesting was, and when I was watching your video, Joe, I was thinking about how, like, you know, <laughs> we say that, uh, oh, so the because of the Hindenburg disaster, um, people stopped flying airships, and the aviation industry grew. Um, you even have in your video, by the way, you had a, a fantastic uh, graphic showing this to scale, you know, the size of the right flyer, yeah. um, the biplane next to the Zeppelin. It's like unbelievable. I mean, the right flyer is almost like a speck. And yet air travel was full of incendiary disasters constantly, mm. um, only until, I mean, they still happen, unfortunately, but like the safety of them has increased remarkably in the past decade or so. Mm. Um, so uh, um, it's just this, I, I really do think that the, that newsreel footage and just the site, you know, that the thing is so huge um it it uh was so graphic it that even though planes go down and it always is horrifying and bad news mm -hmm. and you do sometimes see it on camera um that, that spectacle added to it um terribly um but they're coming back here's here's the incredible thing they're coming back and you talked about um if you remember joe you talked about some of these new entrepreneurs who are trying mm -hmm. to bring them back as luxury um vessels including like a yacht like a private mm -hmm. they have these private things um have you been on one of these and would you would you like to be would you own one if you could <laughs> i doubt i would own one it seems like a lot of upkeep but uh i would love to go <laughs> yeah. on one yeah those 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 fancy ones yeah i mean like yeah. a yacht is a is, is a perfect term for it. it's a yacht in the sky kind of thing yeah um yeah. i'm forgetting the name of that that one uh that one brand though uh, I remember saying it was thicker than a bowl of oatmeal because it, it looks like it's got a huge butt when you're standing behind it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. They really obscene looking. I don't know. Obscene, you know. yeah. Like, Which seems to blatantly. Fits Bezos. Bezos. Is, is this a uh, new one? Yeah. Is this a new? Pretty new. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to start Googling dummy thick airship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> it'll thick. probably come up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's a fun thing to do. Uh, 
Let's go even further. So we we can imagine, we can imagine the air. Do you see it? She saw it. No, I just saw it. <laughs> it. It did come up for dummy thick airship. Uh-huh. Oh, the airlander, the airlander. That's what I'm thinking of. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Google it if you dare. That's all I'll yeah. say. Um, it's worth it. It's really worth it. Mm. It's worth it. <laughs> so I can imagine. We can imagine uh, if the Hindenburg didn't crash. The the airship industry continues apace, right? Um, and w- one thing that was um, another thing is amazing, as you showed in your video, Joe. There was an aircraft carrier uh, version, uh, and I think it was an American ship, oh, yeah. right, that actually uh-huh. carried biplanes in it, uh-huh. like a bunch of them. That they went up inside it, they would come down and fly. I mean, that is yeah. So it's like it, it was like a, a convergence of different technologies. So like like you said, and I'm glad you pointed it out because that's one of my favorite things from that video was was pointing out the size of the Hindenburg versus the the Wright flyer, because yeah. the the airships have been around maybe about a decade, maybe 15 years, and then we had these heavier than air vehicles, which are the the airplanes and stuff. And I yeah. think it's easy to see how the the Zeppelin manufacturers didn't see them as a threat because the Zeppelins are these gigantic whales in the sky. And then there's these tiny little, you know, planes. It's like, what are these things, you know? And then, and then sort of, they, they did start to see the, the technological advantage of, of like biplanes and stuff. And so the, the, I guess was it the air force? Maybe the air force didn't exist yet, but yeah, the military was like, well, let's create an airship that could house biplanes. And they did. They literally just like hanging on hooks inside this, this airship. So and cool. they would open the bay and they would yeah. and go down yeah. and then come back up. And uh, yeah, it's insane. Um, I also think too, like understanding like what an airplane was then is very different than like an airplane was now. So especially yeah. since like yeah. airships were used a lot for warfare, airplanes were like scouts. Like if two airplane mm. pilots wanted to like shoot each other down, they had to like lean out the side with pistols. Like there yeah. was not really like mounted guns on planes. Yeah. Um yeah. So, yeah, of course, like you wouldn't really think, yeah, that tiny little thing's not really a threat to this big airship. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember yeah. hearing about uh, um, the first mounted gun on, on, a, on an airplane because it had a propeller. It was still a, a prop yeah, plane. Yeah, they had to time it, right? They had to time it. They yeah. had to time it so that the bullets would fire between the, the blades. Not so, like, it was all kind of integrated. Yeah. 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 By the way, any fan of uh, the the Japanese uh, animated filmmaker Miyazaki will know that his films are full of uh, airships mm. of all kinds, very imaginative, as well as airplanes. One of my favorite movies of his that celebrates the sort of age of the barnstorming uh, airplane uh, pilots was is uh, Porco Rosso. It's called yes. Red Pig, um, and he deals oh, with yeah. it, building these these incredible things and flying around and stuff like that. Um, and uh, so these things were huge. They were the size of cruise ships. And those of us who, in fact, most people, unless you've been on a cruise, a lot of people don't often see cruise ships. Like even though I, I lived in New York and there is a cruise ship industry, the ships come in, but I'm not often near the ports, so I don't see them. Whenever I do see a cruise ship, especially a modern cruise ship, I am completely astounded uh, it almost takes your breath away how huge they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are gigantic. And that's how big these Zeppelins were. They were the size mm-hmm. of cruise ships. Um, well, and I, I think I made the point in the video or I've said somewhere that like um, we are now 100% used to looking up and seeing things above our heads in the sky, like flying yeah, around and yeah, stuff. It's something yeah. we you don't think twice about now. But But imagine going from 
never having seen anything but a bird in the sky above your head to seeing this giant metallic just cruise ship like you said like just floating around up there like if i saw one today i'd be like oh my god that'd be that'd be amazing but like imagine if you'd never seen anything like that before and there were by the way uh, a bit of a wave of ufo sightings around the time that Uh the blimps and airships first started going up because people just didn't even know how to process it like to me that's they truly were i I try to put myself in those shoes and i'm just like imagining how mind-blowing that must have been yeah, yeah, they truly were unidentified because they've never seen it before. I mean, we're talking we're talking the size of the Empire State Building. That's off, you know, uh, it's up on that order of scale. Oh, that's, huge yeah. Which that um, was that was originally going to be a, a mast point to connect and and depart. Yeah, I think they tried it that. one time. I think they tried it one time and it was just like the wind was blowing around too much and I mean, could you imagine getting out on a plank and walking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no way. So yeah, they, at they the tried pinna- it once and then the said tippy, that was tippy. Right, you're coming. Okay, everybody, we've arrived. We're at the tippy, tippy, tippy mm-hmm. top of the Empire State Building. If you could just stroll out the front door and walk down the little no, steeple thanks. there, that'd be uh, that'd be great. Um, While the wind's whipping around you, the wind. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that's a bad hair day right there. <laughs> so, to well, it's a bad falling to your death day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the hair, the hair. I mean, you know, but, but the hair is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were hair blows in your face, and then you fall to your death because you can't see where you're going. Clear cause and effect. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So these imagine the Hindenburg doesn't crash. These things continue. I mean, honestly, to this day, we we don't see. I've never seen anything on the scale. You know, the the Goodyear blimps Mm -hmm. don't even come close to the size of these um, what these giant Mm -hmm. uh, zeppelins and their like were were like. Um, So, given that everything, you know. we are, the airplanes got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I imagine that the airships would also just get huge. That you know, if, if in the normal progression of engineering projects, things would have evolved to the point where the Hindenburg would have looked tiny compared to something that was built now. Um, like there would have been whatever the equivalent is of the uh, Elon Musk's um, Starship. Or mm. you know whatever mm. something that makes all the other rockets look small. Uh, we we would have had things like that. Partly because it's true that these things are gigantic, but the actual passenger cabins are not that. The gondolas are yeah. fairly small. You know, unlike a cruise ship in which almost the entire thing literally is full of people yeah. and cargo. You know. Um, um, what was the, fur- I, do you remember what the furnishing was like and stuff like that inside the, uh, I, was about, I was about to say, like, that was one of the things that was interesting to me was because like it, it, they had to keep the weight down. It was all about the weight. I mean, the difference yeah. between a, a, a cruise ship and an airship is that, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, if you, if you bring a little bit extra luggage on there, it's not going to sink the ship, you know, but, yeah, um, yeah. but the airship, like all the, all the chairs were wicker. Um, everything was made out of aluminum and like as, as, as light as it could possibly be. I remember even the, uh, I, oh, I remember reading I, like I was there or something, but even like the salt and pepper shakers were had, had like a metallic sheen on it, but even they were like plastic and were made oh, to be really light and stuff. Um, yeah. so I mean the accommodations weren't great, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. compared to yeah. a cruise ship, it would have been a lot more luxurious to be on a cruise ship. Um, and I think it was a combination of, um, well, I'm jumping forward a little bit, but you were kind of asking about like if, uh, 
if if they had continued going, maybe they would have gotten bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like maybe they they wouldn't. I mean, they were already so huge, and they required mm-hmm. these these massive. Um, what do you call them? The shelters that they would go into the the hangar. Oh, like the hangar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there there's still a couple still around. I think there's one down by Houston that is still standing, but um, the 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 so the infrastructure required to to house them and to maintain them and stuff was was just insane. But also every yeah. time it landed, I mean, this was back then. Probably today we would have a bit more uh, uh, be more technologically savvy, but like. There were there were like 30 people on the ground and they would literally just drop ropes to the ground and they would just grab it and start like tying it down and stuff and like guiding it into the little masthead. And and it was this whole production. Right. Um, Whereas with a plane, you know, they could figure out you go and just get off and you get on the gate and you're on your way. Uh, Planes were a lot faster over time. They got to where, you know, across, you know, a transatlantic flight would take, you know, eight hours or something instead of three days, <laughs> yeah. which is what, yeah. I mean, the airships were more like cruise ships. Like it was a multi-day trip. It was just, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so I think I, I, it's funny. Like I, I, I love the idea of airships and we can talk a little bit more. I think you wanted to get into that, like how they are starting to come back and we're finding some utility for them, um, <clears throat> which is cool and exciting to me, but I, I really don't think that they really, my quick answer is I think that if the Hindenburg hadn't crashed, I think probably things would have gone about the way they did anyway, honestly. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my take and, on it. Yeah, that the planes would have superseded and then it's possible there would have been this resurgence nonetheless as people, um, yeah. you know, things come in waves. So we start to see the uh, there's upsides and downsides to planes. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, another thing is the airships are a lot but, more prone to weather. Than airplanes uh, are. Yeah. Airplanes can go up above the clouds, and airships yeah. can't. And uh, yeah. and in fact, there was the, the Hindenburg wasn't the deadliest airship disaster of all time. It was actually the R101 out of Britain, or out of the UK. Um, I yeah. think it actually crashed in uh, in Paris, but it was more like the Titanic. It was its maiden voyage, and they rushed it. They had to like meet some deadline to thump their chests or whatever, you know. Yeah. And they had the biggest and baddest, and then it wound up crashing on them. But but it was weather related. Yeah. But but more people died uh, on that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, that is yes. The, the history of the the R one hundred one is very interesting. Um, so that's a good point. And, and and where airships are coming back now, one of the places that does seem logical is in cargo, because mm-hmm. cargo mm-hmm. we want it fast, but it's not. You know, we still have enormous cargo vessels that do take days uh, to cross mm-hmm. the uh, oceans and stuff like that. So well, if you don't need and personally, it, anyway, go ahead. Like I'm just imagining all the ways you can kind of like update airships to be a little bit more feasible, right? Because they don't need to just, we don't need to just throw ropes down from the top of the thing. I'm sure we could manage some sort of like electromagnet system to just kind of like dock them easier. Maybe you have to throw a rope at first to get things close enough, but we've, we're pretty good at stuff like that. Or like, you know, if they're lighter than air, maybe you can have some like kind of drone, uh, I don't want to say wings because they're not really wings, but I guess propeller sort of mm-hmm. things to help steer it or maybe keep it more stable in bad weather or something like that. Or maybe so you don't have to use as much helium. But yeah, yeah I mean, that thing's kind of just like a cruise ship, um, yeah. which mm-hmm. is drifting along. So that, yeah, cargo is a great way to do it. And hopefully we can do it with um, a little less explosions. 
Well, what, the, you, what you're what you're describing is what they're doing. Actually, they've got like oh, propellers all around I, these. No, you're absolutely right. So there, there's a few things. If I can jump in, sorry, I don't know if you're done. go for it. No, I'm actually. I just I was get so excited about, about airships. I was um, about to ask. You know what improvements they made besides just making it uh, really voluptuous uh, for the new one? <laughs> Very Kardashian esque. If they were um, called voluptuous, they, I'm sure the industry never would have died. Actually, you're right. I think that's that just marketing. Mis- misbranding the right opportunity. Yeah. Um, well, so a couple of things that, that come to mind immediately is, well, like you said, they, they're, some of them do have like uh, propellers like all around the ship. So it can kind of like, and it's obviously computer guided, so it can kind of keep it all balanced and everything. So that's cool. Um, another thing they do is, I don't know if you've got them pulled up on your, your little Google there, but um, the some of the new ones that they're working on have... Um, they almost look like foot pads. There's like four pads on the bottom of it, but it actually creates a suction. So there's, huh. there's like a vacuum on it. So it can go kind of stuck to the ground and keep it from, from flying away. Now it feels like to me that would pull a whole bunch of dust and dirt and grass up into it and stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're, they're working on that, but um, so that's part of it. So, so yeah, same thing. Like they wouldn't have to do the whole masting and, and all that kind of stuff. Like it just it has a, it just kind of suctions itself to the ground. Um, so cool. And the other thing that's cool, and I'm probably going to get the wording wrong, but um, you know they don't they don't do hydrogen anymore for the obvious reasons. They they do helium, but helium is such a precious resource. They don't want to just like release it into the air when they're done with it. So um, mm. what they what they're working on now, and I'm not sure if anybody is actually doing this yet, but it's kind of a concept. Is uh, uh, they pressurize it, so they like just have mm-hmm. pumps inside that pressurize and store the the helium in a in a canister just like you would you know to pump up an air balloon or whatever uh but they just like pump them in there and that kind of raises and lowers the buoyancy and then they release it as they need it that's awesome that's awesome so yeah they're they're modernizing it for sure yeah yeah one thing i had not realized um until i i saw it in your video joe was that um another problem with the helium was that it's twice the weight uh, I mean, neither of these things weigh very mm-hmm. much. That's why they can float. But uh, 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 I never thought about the, the weight of the gas, especially when you add it up <laughs> on these monstrous scales. So that was a, a downside. Um, uh, if he, I, I could imagine, here's what I imagine. I imagine a future in which when the, if the airships really take off, then our skies begin to look like corcassant. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> uh, you know, it was just like mm-hmm. lanes of these things flying back and forth, uh, hovering. I would think that um, for personal use, they actually, the fact that they are slow um, and, you know, that it was flying, uh, the thing about an airplane is it's very fast and very hard. <laughs> so uh, hard as in difficult and hard as in mm. solid. Um Whereas I can totally imagine people having like little, you know, Jetsons-sized blimps that we could fly around. I think that'd be great. Um, and it falls combined into a with drone case. technology. Yeah, that's where you put your briefcase. You throw your son out the bottom as you pass yeah. over his school. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, there's a, there's a couple of use cases that sort of play into what you're just saying there. Uh, one is like emergency um, disaster relief. So uh, uh-huh. if there's a hurricane in Haiti or something like that and you can't land a plane anywhere because you have to have a landing strip and, you know, a functioning airport, yeah. this is something that can just land anywhere. If it's just got a little bit of free space, it just come down and deliver emergency supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Um, so there's people that are working on that. The other is cargo. Like you said, the one that sticks out in my mind is um, uh, windmill turbines or windmill blades, uh-huh. you know, like uh, um, power generating windmills that those blades are so long and you see them driving down the road and sometimes they get hit by trains and stuff. <laughs> it's just like so ridiculous <laughs> to try to, especially uh, offshore and especially um, off up in like mountainous areas and stuff like that. Anyway, it's, it's, it's challenging, but a blimp could just like carry them out there and lower it down. Um, yeah. I have seen some stuff about how there's actually a challenge, though, because when when you're delivering heavy cargo in a lighter than air vehicle and you let go of the cargo, wouldn't your, <laughs> you go flying. your ship just like fly up into the air? So they've got to like balance that out by like trading out weight or something. It's it's actually pretty tricky. Yeah. Well, and they just, you know, yeah. they take something on the other route. You come down from the mountains. You're like, hey, I really like. Yeah. This pick rock. something else up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Just well, balance. semi trailer. Yeah. The guys in the driver's seat like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, dude. Just need some (laughs) ballast. Um, It's interesting. I just realized, you know, there should be, I I will say, another another genre of video on YouTube that I'm totally addicted to is uh, there's a lot of airline pilots who have channels. Um, Yeah. Like mentor pilot. Mentor pilot is the best. Um, And who's the other guy? He's like uh, 76 or 70. I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, there's a number of these pilots. And... um, Mm -hmm. Um, there's a Joe also there's captain Joe. He's also, excellent. <sighs> love it. Um, yeah. And, uh, but we, I've not seen one who's a Zeppelin pilot or an airship pilot. That would be absolutely fascinating. You know, we need, we need like a Scott Manley hmm. who, for airships. <laughs> uh, Maybe uh, I've consumed, I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I know I've seen videos of, of blimp pilots just kind of like showing how it works, but I don't know if it's their channel oh. or if it's somebody that did a video on it, but yeah. Right, 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 right. You figure they got plenty of time like and they're just floating around. Go ahead. No, I could have consumed like way too much like steampunk media or something. But like if you're a blimp pilot, there's or an air like airship pilot, there's no way you should dress like a normal person. Like, I feel like your your captain's <laughs> yeah. uniform should not be like anything yeah. I see like getting off the plane yeah. and like a like there's a delta no excuse flight for normalcy. Mm-mm. You need like a long brown coat, like a layer leather scarf. top hat with goggles yeah. and, and like weird gears that you don't need, uh, but they are there. Yeah. yeah, you if you're an airship pilot, you need to be in it for like the immersion. You don't half ass commit an airship pilot. Yeah, you need to commit to the bit. Air pirates. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, I can imagine if if SpaceX or Blue Origin, you know, if Elon Musk or or Bezos or Branson or any of these guys goes into airships as well as uh, rockets or space flight, um, they would do that. Their crews, they would be wearing them. In fact, I, actually, it's funny you mentioned <laughs> that. I'm sorry. I guess SpaceX has decided for their aesthetic. They've gone very hardcore 2001, uh, kind of, mm. you know, um, 70s, super clean sci-fi. So that's cool. That's very cool. But, but you then Bezos 2001. should be the one. I was like the frosted tips, <laughs> like they went that oh. kind of like early, early two thousand. Crazy town. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know about this other two. There's another two thousand. A space odyssey. That's the one I'm talking. About. Yeah, that, that's a good. Um, I love how two thousand one is twenty years ago now. That's uh, it's crazy. Anyway, oh. it's crazy. More than twenty, right? Twenty. Hey. Um, twenty one. I remember asking my this mom when I was very. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just—I remember asking my when I was very little, asking my mom, "Is there going to be a year 2000?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then I thought, "I will be like 30 something years old. That's insane. That's never going to happen." Now I'm like, 50. now I'm like 500. I don't even know how. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Go. Yeah. Sometimes I look at our, our like, like oh. I just look at today's date and I'm like, that doesn't even look real. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. just not, that's not a real date. That's yeah. Yeah. Cause why two is definitely going to kill us. It yeah. probably isn't helped either by the fact that like the last like two years haven't really existed properly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. every time I look at the date, I'm like, Oh, that, that really doesn't seem right. The last time I checked, it was like 2019 and then everything ended for a while. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and somewhere along gonna, the way, we wound up on the darkest timeline. I've said this before: the Weasel and the Large Hadron Collider. It got vaporized in 2016, mm. and we are definitely in a much, much more weaselly timeline. <laughs> that makes sense. And, wait, wait, wait! Is that a thing that actually happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A weasel got into the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland and got like vaporized in like 2016. And if you oh look at the date, it was like maybe like a month or two before like everything at least by my metric, what started going downhill. <laughs> oh, really? Um, and so I, yes, it's why I'm a air quotes firm believer in the fact that we are now living in a timeline in which a weasel was vaporized by a large hadron collider and became at least a major deity. Um, <laughs> and we are now living in a much more weaselly universe than before. Joe, it's the you only like, those, crazy um, theory. Yeah, uh, it's the only crazy theory, I believe. <laughs> what, what are the, like the, the uh, trickster gods? Yeah, we yeah. have a weasel trickster god that's now controlling our timeline. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, even on the blimp front, Phil, you may you may remember this. Do you remember the aerostat in Maryland that got loose? Was that a oh, that's that like guy a UFO? That, um... It was just a white aerostat. I think it was from one of the military bases. It got loose, and it just became a huge meme. It looks like a goldfish, like a white goldfish, and it got loose and like. They were like missing aerostat, and it's like, how do you miss an entire blimp? Oh. Uh, but <laughs> what people were like, aer- how to like chase it? It's it's basically like a blimp, but it's like uh, tethered. Um, so it was oh, okay, like yeah, this it little looks, floating. I gotta look that up too. It looks like the old um, um, what do they call those barrage blimps that they had uh, like during the Blitz? Um, the British, oh, you know, yeah, had yeah, these yeah. things, but it's and tiny. It's like you, but it's tiny. Okay, yeah, it, it, you're right. Basically, it looks like a goldfish. It looks like a little goldfish cracker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was in like 2016. Blimp. It got loose and like escaped across Maryland, and like they it took a while for them to track it down and like retether it or something like that. Oh my god, the um, weasel! I thought you would have known, fellow Marylander. I don't. I did not. Not I up did on not. your escaped blimps. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that headline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maryland That's is for fine. crabs and lost lost aerostats. Um, so uh, wrapping up, wrapping up, we, we, we um, push way into the future, another 500 years, another 1,000 years. Joe, what do you see when the, after the, the aerostat, uh, aerostat <laughs> the airship and aerostat, um, the, the airship uh, pre-Cambrian explosion happened um, in the early 2000s? And uh, what does the future look like? In 500 years? 500 years. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Ooh. Listen. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Crack That's how you know knuckle talking business. <laughs> Airship colonies on Venus. Ah. Yes. Yes. You're right. I went there. I didn't Amazing. go to Venus. Yeah. I'm just saying I went there mentally. Yeah, I was about to say, wow, tell us about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think that could be a thing Venus. in 500 years. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not just on Venus, but anywhere there's an atmosphere. I mean, including Earth, right? Um, why not have uh, floating colonies? I mean, they're, they are working on um, inflatable hotels 
and space stations. That's more for zero gravity, but it could totally oh, work okay, in the yeah, air. Yeah. In the air as well, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Airship colonies on Venus. I like it. It's a party. Um, Gabby, what do you think about it? A space station is a type of airship. It is a pressurized vehicle in the air, outside the air. Would you say in the the air? air. Because it's in. If you say like air, but what what way do we mean that? Is in like space above ground? Because technically speaking, there's not really air. Maybe it's a spaceship. (laughs) No, (laughs) it's filled with air. Yeah. Well, I've often I'm, wondered if we could be actually another question. This is also a a a, a, a divergent if for another time. Um, I've often wondered whether we could be launching. You know, a, when a weather balloon goes up, it's an enormous structure. Weather balloons are just unbelievably huge. Mm-hmm. You know, and they begin by just going up, and as they get higher and higher, the thing expands more and more, and they do lift cargo. That's the whole point. It's got some sort of instruments on it. Yeah, not, not the heaviest things in the world. But um, I've often wondered whether launching things into the upper 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 atmosphere by um balloon is a a feasible thing and then you just in other words richard branson is uh takes his uh, spaceship to or whatever up into space they launch on a plane right the plane flies very high and then the rocket plane mm-hmm. fires and it launches itself into space i wonder if we could be talking about virgin orbit things like virgin galactic virgin or galactic is it now called virgin people now there's two different right. things. So so there's Virgin Galactic, oh. that's the the tourist thing where they just kind of like do suborbital and then come back down. Right, Virgin right, right. Orbit, they do actually strap like a rocket to the bottom of like a 747 <laughs> or some some jumbo jet and they, uh, and they fly it uh-huh. up and that psh, takes off and actually achieves orbit. But it's for like small sats and nanosats and that kind of thing. Ah, I didn't even know. I got to look that yeah. up. That's very cool. Very cool. Similar idea um, to what you're talking about though. Yeah, right on. Gabby, what do you see? 500 years Yeah, in the I future. mean, so Potential helium shortage is a big one, yeah. uh, just because helium yeah. is so so rare. But yeah. if we this is five hundred years from now and we are messing around in space and we've managed airship colonies in Venus, we're probably going to be looking for helium out there elsewise in space. Um, so yeah. our chances of exploiting some other planet for helium is probably a little bit more uh, than our chances of finding more on Earth. Uh, so I expect yeah. we'll probably have some uh, interesting far off. Uh, helium gathering infrastructure then to support our burgeoning airship uh yeah. economy etc and yeah. way of life too for the and video so seats. begins the the helium wars of 2325 right. <laughs> right. i was about to say i support everybody talks anything. like this during the helium wars <laughs> no that's we the will problem crush that we got like to the- a bug. <laughs> The entire civilization got addicted to helium and they all talk like that. <laughs> and then they're running out of helium. Suddenly people's voices are lowering and they can't, we can't have that. You know, we, we must, we need more. Helium. My voice is dropping. I must find helium. <laughs> that <because> <laughs> 2022. Um, so uh, shout out to one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever, which is in uh, Broadway, Danny Rose, a Woody Allen movie where there is a shootout in the warehouse that contains all the Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloons. Oh, and, uh, amazing. As the, as the bullets hit the balloons and the helium starts coming out, the gangsters and uh, and the, everybody uh, and the victims are all saying, Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny. Very funny. All right, so it's time to wrap up. Um, uh, 
we were having such a good time. I didn't. I decided not to pull out for a, a special Patreon uh, exclusive. So today, Joe, today is open to to the people. So let the proletarian rejoice. Um, today's show was for everybody, and I know our Patreon supporters will appreciate. I, that. I am, Thank you. I'm a man of the people. So yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, but but to our Patreon supporters, thank you so much for you, without you we wouldn't even we wouldn't be having this show to be able to uh, fill the world with such joy. So we appreciate that. Um, if you don't know what uh, Patreon is, or you don't know all about our benefits at our, our membership program, go to Patreon.com/whattheif and find out all kinds of cool merch you can get and tons and tons and tons of bonus content there as well. So uh, let us know how things are going. Um, and the T-shirts are going out, Gabby. By the way, I was in touch. Woo! them so that should be happening so we hope we get more more uh, updates on that gabby would you help um joe uh understand and help any new listeners we have uh understand we have a closing ritual here joe uh in which we try to what do we do we try to bring the universe back together or stitch I, what something what do we do help us yeah. gabby so <laughs> As you know, we are staring off into this lighter than air future, uh, sailing across the skies of Earth or making colonies in Venus. We cannot help but shout the name of the show together in unison. What? what? The. Thank you, Joe Scott. Answers with Joe on YouTube. Check them out. Thanks for having incredible, me. Incredible, incredible, uh, incredible videos. If you love knowledge, you'll love Joe's channel. I encourage you to go check it out. And uh, I hope you gained some knowledge today as well. Let us know. You can email us, as always, at feedback at whattheif.com. And go to our website. You can find all our episodes there. But, of course, if you're listening to us on the podcast app, just scroll back. Uh, if you've not subscribed on your podcast app go ahead and do that uh, if you don't know how to do that go to our website and just click your uh, your favorite app right there and you'll be automatically subscribed so thank you all for listening matt will be back next week we'll see you next time